Hey Church Misfits, what's up, what's good? Um, welcome back, welcome back to a sequel to the kind of like the first conversation I had with Hisuna. Um, the conversation was long, y'all, so I was just not about to post an hour and a half of a full blown, no, none of y'all were gonna listen, let's just be honest, none of y'all were gonna listen at all. <laughs> it takes a bit of time it takes a bit of concentration so i kind of broke it into two so the second part is actually where we just go deeper and just address why the two schools of thought kind of can't marry each other or the fears behind it the stigmas behind it furthermore we go into just our community as black people and the stigma surrounding being black and having to deal with um mental issues and how much stigma you're kind of like nobody really believes it like schizophrenia nobody kind of believes in oppression everybody's just kind of like it's witchcraft they're just kind of like you know if you know what i mean you know what i mean um we go deeper into that we go deep into what our leaders could actually do what training our leaders could actually get because i mean i feel like our leaders really deal with real people with real life issues and if they can handle them in a manner of understanding, in a manner of empathy, in a manner of, you know, emotional awareness and emotional intelligence and not just bypassing people's feelings with the, with um, religious dogma, religious teachings, where at the time they don't really feel like hearing none of that. I've been in that experience and I know what it's like. So I hope you guys enjoy the coming or the sequel basically of the conversation. Um, we just dive deep into that, particularly pressing on the issue of our leaders um, because I believe that that's where it could change or that could be where it could start, you know. It only needs to start within yourself. It starts also with our leaders because at the end of the day, the church is very starting point of our faith you can have a dependency on the church and the culture of the church becomes the culture of the relationship you have with god and that becomes a bit problematic um sometimes sometimes it's not sometimes it's it can be problematic i'm not saying like it's always problematic all the time but in my case in my experiences which we'll talk about later on in life girl my guy it was rough um my church culture or certain practices that i engaged in that i thought gave brought me closer to god actually instilled a lot of fear in me they instilled a lot of guilt in me they instilled a lot of reverence and awful things that weren't really godly or in any way connected to the heart of god um so which is why I, I was prompted into having a relationship, a personal relationship with God myself and rediscover him for myself. And this is basically what this whole thing is about for us to be able to rediscover our relationships personally by ourselves in our lost, in our secret place with just God, you and him. The veil was torn. Jesus Christ died on the cross. So for the name or all in the name of relationship all in the name of being able to relate with god at a very personal and deep level um but i hope you guys enjoyed the sequel um i really hope you do we just we start complaining and now we just start thinking of solutions we start thinking of ways we can go forward 
um, because the church ultimately is the medium in which we start exploring our relationship with God. Especially when you're a born again Christian and you're you're just newly born again, the church is the medium in which you start to practice your relationship with God. And it can go sideways, but it also can go great. Because um, sometimes we adopt the church culture and we make that church culture a narrative in our faith, a narrative in how we relationship with God, and that church culture may have things like emotional abuse or suppressing your emotions or it may have narratives that have to do with condemnation a lot of things a lot of things it may have narratives that have to do with a condemning type of purity culture those type of narratives that are kind of brought forward and cultures that are brought forward in the church and theologies that are practiced in the church um can kind of be toxic to your relationship with god to your personal relationship with god which is why it's always necessary to have a personal relationship with god Anyway, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this sequel. It's going to be amazing. And I love you. Uh, therapy replaces Christianity. For your yes, faith. exactly. And it's not that. It's just that, you know, if people can, could integrate the two, it'll, it'll work perfectly because what I see in, in, in therapy is some of the principles in the Bible, you know, um, you know, Jesus talks about the parable of the sower where, you know, um, um, some seeds fell into the soil, some fell into rocks, um, some fell um, where they had soil, but then there were thorns that were choking out the plants and whatnot. That's lit- it talks mm-hmm. about the heart, you know, very the soul is the heart of someone. So it talks about the heart and, you know, no matter how much um, verses, you know, you no matter how much verses you listen to, um, you code and whatever, if you don't deal with what's really happening with the soil also, that's it's not going to work. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why some people mm-hmm. hear the word and still go do whatever they want to do because they, uh, their heart is not prepared enough. And I, I feel like sometimes psychology unpacks that so that you can understand your own soul so that even when you go outside you understand what's happening inside and whatever word you hear in church whatever word you hear outside um in in social gatherings whatever it can sit with you because nothing is Mm. nothing is i mean nothing is making the soul so infertile if that makes sense That's beautiful that you quoted scripture like that. You know, that's just what I pray for people to realize personally in their own capacity, in their own mm. relationship with God. They don't have to judge themselves for feeling what they feel. You know, negative exactly. emotions are very much a part of our human experience. They're very much a part of who we are. God is very exactly. much aware of human emotions and all of how they are so complex and all of them and how you are affected by certain events in your life and the mere fact that certain events in your life mold mm. you to become the person exactly. that you are and why human mm. habits exist because of the things you've experienced. So God exactly. knows Like he knows you in and out. He knows what's going on. You know, he's not sure to judge you. Exactly. He's not, he's not about to do that. And the second thing is like, you know, the church, man, how would you say, or what, what, how would we, how could we practically go about this, you know, for leaders to understand, how could we practically go about this and for leaders to understand that, you know, you are kind of dealing with people who have gone through traumatic experiences, people who are coming to confide in you, 
with pain and with anguish, whatever they're going mm-hmm. through, how could we make it practical? Mm-hmm. You know, faith and, and church practice kind of marry psychology mm-hmm. and they come together. Mm. You know, I think the most important thing that as psychologists, um, the most important thing we do as psychologists is basically listening with no judgment. And I think that's what we need. Um, I think we need leaders that listen without trying to put in what the scripture says. You can tell me Mm -hmm. after I've done telling you everything that I want to tell you, but you cannot just jump in and say what you want to say. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think that's where Mm -hmm. empathy plays in putting yourself in my shoes and listening to what I'm saying and understanding the anguish that I'm feeling, the negative emotions that I'm feeling. And then later on, you can come with your own intervention and say, okay, this, this, and that. And I think that's what we need. And another thing we can do practically is one thing I realized also um, is that, you know, when you are in a position of um, power, like being mm-hmm. a leader, we forget to be vulnerable, you know, leaders forget to be vulnerable and they put on this mask, this facade of perfection. And even, even before you can even go to them and say, this is what I am bringing, because you all always see that facade of perfection. You can't even go there because you're just like, ah, oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to say this and that, even though they might not even say that, but just because they can't be vulnerable with their own, um, people they're influencing their own circle so just leaders being vulnerable and listening with no judgment i think that's where it comes in and just trying to understand the root of things instead of saying Mm -hmm. okay this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna do because if you don't deal with the root you know you're not gonna deal with the Mm -hmm. fruit you have to deal with what is happening you know why is this happening and is this something i can you know i can Mm -hmm. help to to, to, to make you feel better, to make you feel whole in, in that sense. Because after all, because it's a personal mm-hmm. relationship, you know, being a Christian is a personal walk. God is mm-hmm. someone who we need to go to with no mm-hmm. mask, you know, being vulnerable and say, this is how I'm feeling. And I think just to reference my own life, you know, when my, mm-hmm. uh, my parents um, passed away, it was such a hard time for me. And I had so much anger towards God. or Mm -hmm. I had so much anger towards the church. I was so angry at everything Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, God, why would you let this happen? I'm still young. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do. I don't even know myself enough. You know, how am I going to work? And it was in that conversation Mm -hmm. that I was free. I'm mm-hmm. talking to God about how I was feeling, how disappointed mm-hmm. I was in him that I got healing because I got answers. Mm-hmm. So when you are not vulnerable to God or to your leaders, you don't get like you don't get the conversation and answers that you might need. So you end up running with assumptions instead of the answers mm-hmm. that you really need and the healing Jesus. that you need. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Joe, I'm so sorry for that experience, but I thank you so much for sharing that entirely because... A lot of people have gone through, a lot of people have gone through, I mean, I, I had someone reach out and they told me as well the same thing, you know, they, they were angry, um, upset, they were like confused, mm. why, sure. why would you do such a thing to me, you know, you get to those places, why me? And, you, know, you get to those places where you judge yourself, exactly. like, but why, mm. and I remember, you know, I can relate to experience because I remember someone telling me um, when my mom passed on, telling me if it wasn't you, who, who should it have been? You know, if it was... Ah, 
sure. That's so I was like, sure. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, wow. That's not the point. No, that's, that's not, not the, the point. point. <laughs> um, that's not. That's really not the point. What do you mean? If it wasn't me, why? Sure. If who should it have been? If it wasn't me, that's not the point. It's not the point. And my point is, I'm not saying it should have been someone else, but I'm just saying, why me? It's painful. Let me wallow in that. Let me sit in that so that I can be able, because I'm airing out how I'm feeling. And the more you express your feelings, the more you feel better. So if you don't let me express my feelings, I'm not going to feel better. And I'm, I'm going to resent you for that. And I'm going to resent the church for that. For you giving me scriptures all the time when I don't need it. It's like when you're angry and they're like, oh, the Bible says don't go to bed um angry i'm not saying that i'll go to bed angry. right I'm just now saying, listen to I'm me angry. now <laughs> you know um this exactly right now it's in the moment and you can say whatever you want to say but i'm saying listen to me now and that's what i need and isn't that isn't what exactly. that isn't that what christ is just listening to you listening to what you bring with no judgment listening uh, i don't know man i think there's just a disconnect of what Christ should be and exactly. what the church there thinks is psychology such is. such a huge disconnect. I feel like people are mm. trying, I don't know, to be appropriate when life is very inappropriate. Um, life is just, life is hard. Life is very, we can't be exactly. appropriate. We can't be sitting and dancing on rainbows in Man. church because life is hard life happens and life is hard and we can talk about that you know some, some you know yeah we love the prosperity gospel and we're here to be encouraged you know and that's how i feel like a lot of people like take church you know it's one day where i'm just gonna be mm. encouraged and yeah sharp okay i'm encouraged i feel great for those two hours and then i'm back that very thing that you're kind of dealing with comes back again some people use church God as a drug, like just to feel good and then to move on. The thing yeah. is, most people don't want to deal with what they want to deal with. So they use God as a drug. They use God as a drug as in Monday, I'm going to go to, I mean, I'm going to go to church Sunday. Exactly. And then they forget that their lives exactly. revolve around Monday and it's to a scary thing to It's a scary thing to confront, you know, yeah. things that you deal with it's very scary to confront your past or to confront trauma it's very you know it's a very scary thing and um mm. it's a thing also you need to make mm. a personal choice about that you know I, I i want growth because sometimes god calls you into growth and that's why i feel like there's always those seasons of pruning there's seasons of pruning that happen in your life and that's exactly. where god really calls you into because I mean, when we mm, speak of spiritual definitely. growth, I feel like it's synonymous to mental growth. You know, exact same WhatsApp group. From exactly. Same. Like, it's just same. Definitely. Because your, yeah. your mental health, it's like they water each other, if that makes sense. I mean, think about it. If you are depressed and you can't, you can't go to church, you're not going to hear the word of God. Then it means you're not growing spiritually. And because you're not growing spiritually, you're going to feel yeah. even much, much worse about your depression or about your anxiety. So it's like they are so connected to a point that you could literally say it's the same thing because mm. the soul in, 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 in Greek means psych, you know. So it's like your soul depends on 
your mental health. So there's such an interaction between your spiritual walk with also your mental health. Because if you don't feel like going to church because you're depressed, you're not going to even listen to what the word has to say. So you have to take care of yourself also to be able to listen to what God is bringing to you, you know? So most of us forget about our mental health and think, okay, sharp, as long as I pray, as long as I fast, as long as I do this, it's enough. I'm going to be fine. But how many people do you know in church who are still struggling with pornography, you know, still struggling with alcohol, have been depressed for so many years that they're still depressed, but they're in church and they're quoting scripture and they're hearing the word every single day. Then what is the problem there? And we're not saying that some things are not spiritual. Yes, some things are really spiritual in terms of like the demonic and whatnot. But some of the things, we over-spiritualize things sometimes as Christians. And I think that's the problem because... Not everything is a spiritual warfare, you know. Some of the things you just need to make good decisions. You just need to eat healthy. You just need to make sure that you take care of yourself. And it's not that deep, but we forget about that, you know. Yo, 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 guys. Yo. (laughs) I really like this person. So I point out, just like, okay, I'm going to start manifesting again. Like, so scared. I remember Holy Spirit actually had to set me down and 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 he was like, you know, some things you just it's a choice, hey? Like some things you can just uh-uh, no. I refuse. No, I don't want. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not, I'm really not. Exactly. It's not like it's just, just like you he was basically telling me, <sighs> look, you graduate sometimes in spirituality. If I sorry to sound Christian. Within your spirit, just such as you grow in your mental growth, so you grow in your spirituality. Mm. So when you do grow in your spirituality, there's times and points in life where you can say no. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, uh-uh. like no, I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. No, like this is not going to happen to me. I refuse for this to happen to me. I'm not going to let this happen. I can't. Exactly. Like, I can make the choice. Exactly. So definitely so now i'm thinking if we can do that why not do that also with psychology because it's easy to say yes this person is sinning because they're promiscuous and whatnot but do you even know the reason why they're promiscuous you know it's not like you wake up in the morning and you just say i want to be promiscuous no one wants that life happens and we try to do everything that we can to you know, to comfort our souls, to comfort ourselves. And some of the things are not okay. And instead of helping me with dealing with the pattern, dealing with how, what I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed, instead you say, the Bible says, you know, you shouldn't be promiscuous. The Bible says this, the Bible says that. Yes, I know what the Bible says. My problem is not the Bible. My problem is with me. And how can you help me overcome myself using the Holy Spirit, but also with practical ways to put in place to be able to move on from that. Sometimes we forget the importance of looking at the cause of it all. So instead of looking deeper at why it's happening and Mm. why it has happened, we quick to say, okay, this is what the scriptures say. So do this, do this, do that. And forgetting that it's not going to happen if I still feel that way, you know, Forgetting that I need to, I need to cry in order to express.
Yeah. You know, I need to feel angry in order to experience peace. But then if you don't allow me anger, then I'm not going to feel peace because anyway, yeah. then it means I'm pretending my whole life. Does that make sense? So it's like, I go to sell pretending mm-hmm. because I know no one wants to hear that I'm angry. I go to sell pretending that um, mm-hmm. I'm not promiscuous because I know they're going to say this. So just because you give me space to talk about these things doesn't mean that yeah. you are um, allowing them to happen. And I think that's also one of the things that confuses people. It doesn't mean I accept it when I listen to what you say, it just means that I'm giving you space to be yourself without judgment. Then I'm going to give you my peace. So people are scared to listen to what people bring to them because they feel like they're giving them like a license to sin kind of thing. And it's not necessarily a license to sin, but it's a conversation because Christianity is supposed to be about conversations, about relationships. It's communal. And, in community, you need to talk. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be this and there's going to be that. And you, as a person, you can't experience one side of an emotion all the time. Like one range of emotions all the time. There has to be all ranges of emotions. That's why God gave us these different types of emotions. So that you can get in touch with what's wrong. Get in touch with what's happening. Because sometimes these emotions signal what God needs to fix inside. So if as christians we put that aside and say no then it means we're not listening to what god is trying to tell the the mm. the, the soul the un, i mean the conscious mm-hmm. that the unconscious mm. is really struggling with something that is so you know, you know there's a verse in psalm mm. 51 and it talks about particularly that and how mm-hmm. um it's this call out it's a call out for prayer basically and this person's talking about how God, heal the things in my subconscious, things that I don't know, you know. And there are things we, and sure. that's just so firm to exactly. me. That, you know, mm. Guys, God knows, okay. He created and he's very well aware of the mm-hmm. intricacy that is human emotion, of the subconscious. He's aware of psyche. He's aware of all of these things. And we connect with him on a basis that it's like he doesn't know these things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was of, of all of you holistically mm-hmm. of everything that you deal with you know you're a spirit being but you're you know? in a body and you're dealing with all of these things and you don't shun those things away because it's deemed inappropriate yeah exactly and you know it's funny that you mentioned that because it reminded me of this you know the story about king david where he came back to his he came back to from a fight and found that his um family his livestock um his daughters were all gone you know so it the bible says that you know they wept like they really wept and they were crying and they were doing this they were doing that and then after david encouraged himself in the lord you know mm-hmm. so it's 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 in that crying in that mourning that you get to listen to god what mm-hmm. he's saying and you got you get to express how you're feeling and you're just like god this is how i'm feeling and that's where god will bring you a different perspective to heal what you're feeling um inquiring about how you feel so i think you not being able to express how you really feel it's not gonna help you at all because then you can't heal what you are not bringing to the altar so if you say 
I'm not angry then because I'm quoting scripture. I'm happy all the time. I should be doing this. Mm -hmm. I should be doing that. You're not bringing the right things to the altar. And how is God going to heal Mm -hmm. that? Because God is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself on anyone. So he heals what you bring to the table, what you bring to the altar. So if you don't bring how you're feeling exactly, he's not, you're not going to get healed. And I think that's the disconnect there that, you know, you need to go to God, even Christian leaders as you are and explain how you're feeling. And just because you're feeling that way doesn't mean that, you know, they're saying now they're accepting how you're feeling. It just means that they're listening and they're willing to work with mm. you through every, yeah, every single is, yeah. thing, you know? Mm. Yeah, that is the truth. I just feel, yeah. I don't know if you always feel, but I feel like certain leaders, you know, that don't maybe don't have an understanding of that because at the end of the day, you know, sometimes, like you told me, like I was actually trying to get to the point of how I was, you told me to calm down a little bit because I was quite angry. <laughs> I was quite angry with our leaders. Um, <laughs> and it, it, you help yeah. me see that, you know, sometimes mm. people, some don't know, you know, sometimes you have to understand that they don't know how to deal with, yeah. you know, the issues that some people come forward with, or they don't know how to, address them, you know, and I feel mm. like sometimes leaders, some leaders, they need to maybe go through that, like introduce, we should introduce a psychologist into the church per se, you know, with a Christian background and teach bring sure. understanding to cell leaders or so on mm-hmm. anyone who's appointed in the position of leadership in the church should i feel have an understanding of what human emotion is and how mm. to receive that and how to Ex- you sure. know be, exactly. be a good listener be practice empathy i i honestly feel like that that's mm. what needs to happen mm. in church honestly and that we shouldn't be afraid to talk about these things even in sermons you know um even in sermons, we should talk about, listen, there mm. are many people in the Bible that experience negative emotion, you know, and it's okay. It's okay. And it shouldn't be shunned on. Exactly. It should just be something that we can be expressive about, you know, and it's okay. God can you for expressing that at all, at mm. all, at all. Exactly. And, you know, it's what you mentioned is so important because I feel like as a, you know, as, as, as Christians, you know, now you can see that technology is bring is mm. being brought into mm. the church. You know, you see sermons on YouTube, you see this and you see that. But why not psychology? That is very important to especially our mental health, you know. Um, as leaders, I feel like there should be education about emotions, education about defense mechanism, education about basically what psychology is, and especially from yeah. someone who has a Christian background. I mean, I, I'm still yeah. doing my M1. I'm not yet qualified, but I can still still see some of these things as they would be great for the church to think about, you know, to think about bringing someone in with a Christian background who can explain these things the way exactly. that the church can understand, you know, um, it's it's funny because sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, my pastor always says that sometimes the church takes yeah. a backseat in many of the issues and that's the problem, you know, and I feel like if the church could even speak about these things, we wouldn't be having so many people with so many problems and shunning the church exactly. because they would find help in there you know they'll find help in saying i'm going to jesus but yes i'm going to therapy also and there's no 
condemnation or there's no judgment in going to therapy and in going to you know to church because defense mechanisms are real hey like some people don't even see some leaders don't even see that whatever they're doing is wrong they feel like yes i'm just being a christian and this and this and some of these things that they're bringing because as a christian when you become a christian yes you are a new creation but that doesn't mean that all patterns are, are, are like um are done with that doesn't mean that some instincts are done with it just means the old man has died but you have to work at with the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. being aware of what you need to avoid to create spiritual boundaries and to create that and that. And some leaders bring in their own cultures. They bring in their own um, opinions. They bring in their own defense mechanisms into how they treat other people. And that is, and if you're not aware of your own defense mechanism, that is so bad. Like, for example, my defense mechanism is um, sometimes, you know, um, what's this it's sometimes um mm. uh what's it? rationalization so instead of i avoid negative emotions also so instead of trying to to, to when i feel overwhelmed i rationalize mm. someone will hurt me for example or i'll fail a test i'll rationalize and say i, I didn't study more if i studied more i would have mm. done this i would have done this. like i try to make sense out of it to avoid my negative emotions to avoid to say i'm sad so i'll be like Nah, I'm not really sad. It's just that, you know, um, you know, they had to cancel, you know. Even me, I didn't want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know, while you're talking about defense mechanisms, can you hear me properly? Hello? Um, I tend to think, I think that sometimes people use, like, affirmative mm-hmm. Bible verses as defense mechanisms. Yes, I can hear you. I'm not going to lie as like as just a way mm. to kind of not mm. deal with like you're saying not deal that, with the negative emotions true. i'm just gonna read bible verses that make me feel good you know that take away or the pain or, or that take away how i may be feeling right now so mm. I'm, I'm just gonna read them they affirm mm. me they affirm sure. me that god is with me which is a good thing but it shouldn't be an instrument to kind of bypass that you're feeling a certain way Hey Misfits, so per usual, I just wanted to give you guys a break um, and give you guys a bit of a breather and listen to this good old instrumental music by Montel Fish playing in the background. You know you love it. You know you love it. The song is called Imagination and it's just pretty soothing to me. I love listening to soothing music, lighting up a candle, laying back, reading my Bible, being in the presence of God, just myself in my secret place and just listening to just some good old music which is why I always have music basically featuring. Anyway, I hope the conversation is going great so far and I'm hoping that you're taking it a lot and I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much to everyone who's been, you know, um, giving me feedback on the Instagram page. It's been really amazing to hear some of your opinions and some of your stories have been just so insightful and so encouraging because I feel like I'm not alone and I don't feel like I'm alone as a misfit and I don't feel like I've faced a bit of church trauma that I'm trying to address with God and address with him and you know relearn under part of me a lot of things that I went through um and it was only by his grace and his favor that he led me to this place where I can just be in a place where I can just have a relationship with him and it's just him and him alone and there's not a million other voices in between all of it so I hope you guys are enjoying this and it's just gonna get any better it's i mean it's gonna get more better more insightful as we carry on so just hope you like the song
gonna go this part yeah, of like yeah. what comes to mind when you mm. think of you know you well, and I are both black when you think of these three things what comes to mind the black community psychology and the church mm-hmm. so much stigma I think there's there's it's like a pattern there's like something that is so common throughout mm-hmm. black communities in terms of your mental health they don't believe that mm-hmm. someone can have depression they don't believe that someone can have bipolar they don't believe that someone can have schizophrenia that's it same as the church exactly. though they might believe that you might have it but they believe that as long as you quote scripture then you're okay and it's so difficult because in a way being black and being a christian in terms of your mental health you end up being oppressed more than any other person because not only are you not um given the space mm-hmm. to express yourself within your own community in terms of exactly. a black person your family you know, but also in terms of being in church and not be, being given that space yeah listeners are south african and and they, they, they are black communities that they carry that stigma around with, you know, mental health, but also then mm. they get exploited in church, you know, to make matters worse mm. because mm. of our situation sure. as don't even... the black community and mm. how we turn to church in times of desperation, in times of, you know, distress, we then start to get exploited even in the church, which is something sure. you grapple on, which angers me to a core a core so it angers me to a core because it's not only just about mental health but how i just wish and pray you know for this revelation or for leaders that can really turn and help black people and not use us for their benefit and exploitation because there are so Mm. many leaders in our black community that head up churches you know because we aren't so. these ch- churches like i'll call them new age charismatic churches are kind of fairly new you know we have our traditional churches we have you know anglican lutheran and so on so these churches mm. kind of mm-hmm. ex- literally exploit us because they're so mm. emotive if i can mm. say like they're very emotional churches um where in other traditional churches being emotional is kind of because i went to an anglican church and you know i was a server and i mm-hmm. had the essence the i don't know what it's called anymore but that thing that you swing around when you're walking through the congregation um and you wear red and white that so <laughs> and in those churches you, you don't you don't have you know no oh yeah mm-hmm. there's no room to be so okay there's no room to ravakasha there's no room to be expressive and emotional about your relationship yeah. with God. You know, you stand, you sit, you stand, you sit, you read, yeah. you stand, you sit, you're done. That's basically how it is. Um, so, and, you know, I, I got a lot mm. of also, when I left that church, I also got a lot of stigma from leaving that church because they were like, no, so, why why are you going to such churches? They're like, um, they're going to use you and they're going to... I got a lot of backlash, if I can say so, you know, from my family having left the church. Yeah, that was quite hard because they just didn't understand sure, why. Because, sure. you know, even half mm, of my family that must is have like been so witness as well. So, you know, it, sure. it's very strict religious churches. 
you know that so like being black oh. it's 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 hard and being black in the church mm-hmm. uh, it's it's hard because i mean you know uh, jesus says that if you are so mm-hmm. you know so tired you can come to me to get rest and as black people we have been tired for so long you know and that's why it's so easy for us to fall into this trap of being exploited because we are looking for that peace anywhere we can find it, you know? And for the church, we're like, yes, this is it. And we forget that even in church, you can also be exploited. It's such a painful thing to hear these stories that people go through and especially at church. And it just breaks my heart. And I'm just like, why is this happening? You know, um, why 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 does a place where we're supposed to feel safe feels like mm-hmm. so much like you are i don't know it feels like a place where you can never be yourself but also a place where being being yourself you can be persecuted but also that people use you for for you like they just it's it's it's, it's so it it it's so sad like right now i just feel so sad and just feel so tired because it's things that we see every day and one thing is being that's why having a personal relationship with god is so important because you don't rely on anyone Mm. to feed you you don't rely on anyone to feed you and when you you can see that because you have a relationship with god but when you don't have that relationship someone can tell you this is what god said and you're gonna believe it because you you don't exactly you don't go to god and say is god this is god that but you know on that same note someone can say okay it's like we victim blaming and we know i'm not saying that you know we blaming the victim or whatnot but it's also saying that you have to have your own personal work with God so that something like this doesn't happen. But at the same time, those leaders that have power, why are you using your power for the bad? Why are you using people for something that's not even what God wants? Jesus came on earth to be a servant. He was a servant leader. And that's what Christianity is, being a servant and also a leader at the same time. And most Christians and leaders are forgetting that and exploiting people that have no emotional resources left to them. And the more they do that, the more they break those people that there's no, no way back. You know, imagine church is supposed to be a safe split, safe exactly. uh, place. You know, it's and like the point if that you don't get that, where are you going to get abuse. it? Um, that, yo, that happens that happens in 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 church you know so, how thank you, know, you i really i was appreciative mm. of that point because yeah guys it's really real where you get abused emotionally you don't realize it until you realize it you know that in actual fact though but um i'm i'm really mm. like emotional abuse and cancel mm. culture it's mm. i'm really being exploited to make to be made to feel like like you said to be made to feel like a bad person if i don't put you up for church like every sunday or oh, like i'm not at cell and stuff like that mm. and you're like, like exactly. you're not doing good you're not you know doing good enough like you're you're, you're a sinner why do you know and and Exactly. That type of emotional abuse is not okay for anyone because 
Christ came to the world to give love, to give acceptance, to give grace, and not to condemn anyone. And that kind of emotional abuse, especially no condemnation and no emotional abuse, you know, um, just because I didn't come to church doesn't mean I'm backsliding because life happens. Um, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean life doesn't happen. And just because you're a Christian, some people's purpose okay. is not in, in, in church, like in, 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 in ministry, but some it's outside there being a police yes. policeman, being a teacher. So that comes also in play into how we conduct ourselves as Christians. And I think, you know, um, we need to remember that. We need to remember that um, there's life outside also, you know, um, and we should be gentle with the way we approach things. We should be gentle with the way we approach um, members of the church, you know, if you're a leader. So I think yeah. there's that. I mean, I don't know much about much, but all I know is <laughs> kindness goes a long way. You know, acceptance goes a long way. And you win people with love and acceptance more than just saying, don't do this, do that, do this, don't do that. You shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. You should do this and this. But just accepting who they are and saying your peace and living your life the way that God has intended you to, to live because as soon as they see you living your life, they can see that God is working through you. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You just have to see your life and they can say, okay, this is what I want. And maybe I should try to stop doing what I'm doing and following this person and seeing how they're doing things. And and it's that. Sometimes actions are more louder than words, you know, what words could say and whatnot. And to the, you know, to the position of leadership, we forget that, mm -hmm you are there for a reason and we forget that God is using that position to influence people and that you should use that to glorify him, but not to make sure that you are seen as the perfect person or you are seen as this person. Yes, I understand, you know, being in that position comes with a lot of pressure, but at the same time, there should be a balance. Um, you know, as a, as a psychologist in training coming up, for the church, what would be like your lasting statement? Um, yeah, what would be your lasting statement, I guess? Um, I guess I would say that, you know, there's a reason why God made leaders. And um, it's okay to be a leader, you know. But there needs mm. to be, as a leader, you need to learn things that are outside of just Christianity to be able to get what's happening in the world and to be able to use that um skills to get more skills outside to be able to help the people of God because there are skills that are being used in different fields that one can integrate into your Christian walk and into helping people so there's a reason why they're leaders and there's a reason why they're psychologists but just because they're psychologists doesn't mean that just because they are psychologists doesn't mean that they can't be Christian and just because they're leaders doesn't mean that they can't use some of the, the, the principles that psychology has because for me I feel like it comes from the Bible so everyone has their own roles but then you shouldn't think that because you have this role then it ends here there's still more that you can learn as a leader mm -hmm. and there's still more I can learn as a psychologist in mm -hmm. training and to I feel like mm -hmm. we should think about an integration of fields that will help us bring this nation bring Christianity into a more mm -hmm. bigger platform and um, a source of emotional mm. health and mental health for everyone 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, amen. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Christina. you for having girl. me, girl. This was amazing. <laughs> girl, you just dropped some gems, some bars, some juice. We're gonna take <laughs> in. I hope so. You know, I pray so. Um, yeah, guys, because we're tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're tired, but like we want change. <laughs> We won't change and we just like things to be handled different. And this is just honestly for me a cry, you know, from mm. God, I guess, a cry for things to become more personalized with his children because he's becoming misinterpreted in churches more and more and more and more. And people are being exploited more and more and more. And that's not the heart of God. Mm. Um, that's not who he is. I refuse, you know, and I refuse for new Christians, people who are starting to learn God to go into that culture and go into that tunnel they shouldn't have the same experiences that you know i've had i I refuse for that to Mm. be a thing like it can't be a pattern you know i also feel like leaders need to emphasize even at the very beginning of your christianity how important it is to have a relationship Mm. with god Mm. yourself as much as you're grooming young christians to start you know um and you're mentoring them to you know get into a pattern or a pattern of reading your Mm. bible your pattern Mm. of worship Mm. and so on Make it important that they personalize the relationship with God. Make it important that they see God for themselves. Make it important that they have to learn God, mm. you know, make it important yeah. for them in that way. They shouldn't just niche off the church and that's just where it ends and begins for them every Sunday or every cell mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No, they need to have time for themselves, you know, Definitely. but with boundaries. But that's a chat for another day. And I feel like we'll, we'll get into that chat one day. That's just <laughs> like boundaries. and Yeah. And I think for <laughs> the last thing leaders. to say for me is that yeah. remember that there are leaders out there who care. There are leaders out there who embrace you with your negative emotions. There are leaders out there who want the best for you. And don't forget about yeah. that. Um, exactly. That there are leaders who do these things and God will bring them to you. You just have to pray about that. Pray about finding those people and pray about being yourself. Um yeah leaving the mask behind yeah. and being your authentic self. So I really hope you enjoyed that. I really hope you took in what you needed to take in. You wrote down what you needed to write down. You unlearned what you needed to learn. And I hope it was insightful to you. You know, I hope it really reached you um, in places where it's been reaching to me to practically try and unlearn some of these things and deal with some of these things and practical i just feel like psych makes everything a little bit more practical when it comes to god um so that's pretty much why i advocate for christian mental health and like this level um but i hope you please continue with this conversation with me i hope you guys just continue to be blessed thank you for reaching out i can't express how grateful i am that you guys reach out for the feedback it means so much um i just hope you continue on with this journey with me because man i'm just i'm just i'm i just want to unpack i want us to talk if you know what i mean i just want us to talk and be real get really real be it sex be it culture be it whatever um i just need feedback from you guys and i would appreciate it so much Please continue listening, subscribe, do it, do, say and share, like, do the most, okay, do the most, so we keep going, okay, um, 
And lastly, God loves you a lot. He loves you a lot. (laughs) 